Hi, this is Mark Mohammedpour, and welcome to the latest episode of Chasing the Sun. I lost more than 100 pounds 10 years ago, have kept it off since, and I've learned a lot along the way, and I'm here to share some thoughts on how you can lose weight and, and sustain it through the rest of your life. I'm at MarkMo on Instagram and Twitter. That's M-A-R-K-M-O-H on Instagram and Twitter. And today I want to chat about blood pressure. <laughs> it's not the sexiest topic, but it's really important when you are trying to lose weight and keep it off. And blood pressure can be one of a number of, of factors. I'll tell you, when I was 350 pounds, the idea of me going to get a physical at the doctor was really scary. I didn't want to know what my blood pressure was. I didn't want to get my cholesterol checked. I barely wanted to know how much I weighed. I, I knew that I was in trouble. And it's a scary it's a scary thought when, when you're obese and you, you don't want to face reality. I've been there. And for those of you who are feeling that way now, trust me, I understand. And I'll, I'll say that it's not an excuse. You, you need to get tested. You need to see the doctor. You need to get a sense as far as where you're at in life. And that's, that's, my, that's my first message. The reason why I wanted to talk about blood pressure is that I, I read about a, a new study that talked about the, the positive impact on blood pressure when you go walking in the morning. And basically, the, the study concludes that if you walk or move for 30 minutes in the morning, that your blood pressure will, will drop. And this comes off a heels, on the heels of another study that I read that even 30 minutes of, of light regular exercise could reduce the risk for early death by, by 17% if you're an average middle-aged American. There are studies about this all the time, and they seem to draw a pattern about a few things. One is that moving around doesn't necessarily mean having to, to literally run around. It doesn't necessarily mean having to exert a, a, a ton of energy. It can be if you want it, if you enjoy it, and, I, and I've chatted about that previously. But I think the, the idea now of, of moving and being active is, has been redefined. And there are a number of studies that are, are talking about the importance of, of moving. And what I really liked about this recent study is about the impact of walking in the morning. Because that's when I personally spend most of my time exercising. I spend most of my time exercising between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. And that doesn't necessarily mean I'm exercising for two hours. But that's the block of time that I've chosen to consider exercising, whether that is an hour long walk or whether that's on my spin bike or I'm weight training or something else. That's, that's the time I am saying I am going to be dedicating at least some part of this two hour block to that. Now, there might be other times throughout the day that I take a walk or maybe I'm decided to do another exercise late at night before I go to bed. But for me, I have gravitated towards walking and moving in the morning. Uh, I did that a lot when I lost my weight, when I, I went to the gym or I went on an early morning walk, and that's just what worked for me. And you figure out what works for you, but I'll tell you that these these studies are are interesting to me because I think they accomplish a couple things. One, they continue to, a, a, again, illustrate the importance of activity 
and a, and a regular steady drumbeat of activity every day. And that's important. You need to move around for a good amount of time and dedicate yourself to that. And I think the other thing is that we think about we, we think about early morning exercises and it sometimes is difficult. You don't want to wake up early. You don't want to be moving around right away. Your brain and your body are still adjusting. But the good news is once you're done with that exercise, you've accomplished something. You've accomplished something that day that maybe the day before or the week before you would not have considered doing. And to me, life is sometimes a bunch of rolling hills and, and things come at you fast and quickly throughout the day that sometimes I get done and I think, what did I accomplish? And I can go back to saying, I accomplished so much before 7 a.m. that in a past life, I would not have done that. I would have not have felt accomplished. But because I had worked out, because I had exercised, because I took time to do that, to me, that, that felt like an accomplishment. I think we minimize that. We minimize the importance of moving and exercising because there was a time as, as a species that we had to. We had to move around to find food or we had to move around to find shelter tens of thousands of years ago. And now we, we don't necessarily have to do that on a regular basis. And, and we, take, we, we take food for granted. We take shelter for granted. And, um, but our, our, our bodies still require it. And that's where obesity plays, plays a huge factor. So I saw those studies and I was also reflecting on my childhood. And I remember going to the grocery store and in the grocery store, there was a, a pharmacy and the pharmacy had these, these chairs with these machines that I could put my arm in. And it was really cool because for like a minute, it would cinch up. I felt like my arm was in a vice. And when you're eight or nine or 10, that's really cool. Like how, how crazy is this? And then after a minute, these numbers flash before my eyes and I have no idea what they are, but I thought it was a really cool machine. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Well, fast forward and obviously those are blood pressure machines. They're an incredibly important gauge as far as how your, your heart is doing. And I, I'll tell you, there was a time 15 years ago when I was 300, 325, 350 pounds. I didn't go to the doctor, didn't get my cholesterol checked. And the last thing I wanted to do was see how my heart was doing. If I was pre-hypertension, hypertension, I am sure that it, it wasn't great. And I, I never wanted to know that. And if I could go back, I, I definitely would have, have taken those tests. But when you're in the moment and you're feeling low, it's the last thing you want to do is see anything that, that, that makes you feel lower. But my message is you need to know those numbers. And here, here's, here's part why. Uh, American Heart Association came out with some stats. They are, they're always updating their, their stats. But 103 million American adults have high blood pressure, according to the AHA. 103 million American adults have high blood pressure. That's a significant number. That's one in two, one in three have high blood pressure. It also says that the increase of blood pressure-related deaths has increased by 38% between 2015 or 2005 and 2015. And that is just, that's significant. And I, and I think there are a lot of factors that play into that. Um, obviously, the, the rise in technology, the, the, the continual um, issues as far as 
um, you know, traffic. Um, there's so many other factors that I think have have caused this over over the last few years. I, I think technology is obviously a huge part of it. Um, I don't necessarily need or want to go into all those factors now, but that's the reality is that the increase of blood pressure related deaths has, has increased significantly. And I think the, the rate of obesity has, has also climbed significantly. I, I, I can't give a, um, you know, a, a, a full response on the checklist of things to, to do, but as it relates to moving, as it relates to being active, I think there are some things that we can do to to address this and do some things that will potentially help reduce our, our blood pressure. I think the first thing is go see your doctor on a regular basis. Please um, identify a doctor, go through a checkup, get those tests, really understand where you're at. Uh, I, I think the other thing, and a doctor will tell you this as well, but but moving and, and walking has to be a priority. And you have to plan for it. You have to prepare for it. I'm a huge, huge proponent of walking in the morning, moving in the morning. It's wonderful when I'm out exercising and I see others out walking or running or whatever they're doing. It's nice when I spend an hour and I see 20 or 30 or 40 people out, out outside, even if it's 30 degrees out and, and cold or when it's in the summertime and it's light out and every, and you can see everybody like, that's just really cool. I, I, I love seeing that activity in the neighborhood, but you have to plan for it. You have to prepare for it. You have to be mentally ready and do whatever tricks that you need to do, whether it's lay out your athletic equipment or have your alarm clock far away from you so that you have to get up and 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 you know turn it off. Whatever works for you, figure it out. And I'll tell you that moving in the morning is the best. If you are if you work and you're in an environment that has a lot of meetings, um, you know I have a lot of meetings throughout the week and. I'll tell you that a lot of them are seemingly around a table or I have to be sitting down for them. A lot of them are video conferences and you have to be present and you have to be focused and multitasking is definitely off the table. It should never be on the table, but the reality is when you have a lot of meetings and there's a lot of work to do, you have to balance things. But for the most part, if you are um, you know, at a video conference call and you're and you're sitting and you're facing everybody, the reality is, is you can't be moving. And sometimes those meetings aren't, aren't you're not the ones who are scheduling them or, or leading them. And sometimes that's a challenge. But it's really assessing the time that you're spending during those meetings, what you're trying to get out of it. And are there meetings that, especially the ones that you're scheduling or that you're running, are, are they ones that require video conference? Can you be standing up with your colleagues? Can you be walking, especially if you have meetings with with colleagues in in the same office can you get outside and walk and talk and and do something active you'd be surprised how much time adds up if you're meeting for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes or you're walking and and accomplishing something while while trying to accomplish what's in the meeting i think that's really really key and i try to evaluate that often i try to evaluate what meetings have to be a video conference what meetings i have to be have to be seated and what meetings that I can actually get up and, and move outside or in my office or, or wherever. I think that's important. And the other, the, the last thing I, I want to say is that I, I talk a lot about 30 minutes as being a, a goal, an exercise goal. And I think that's really, really key. But I, I, I want to leave with this is that I, I think even if you are if you are obese, if you're morbidly obese, the idea of moving for 30 minutes walking up a flight of stairs, 
walking once around the block can be a, a very difficult task. And, and I understand that. I, there were times that it was difficult for, for me to move around for a very, very long time. I, I, I think my last message is that understanding that, that having a specific dedicated time that you're moving, any amount of time is longer than zero. If you walk around for one minute and you say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to dedicate the next minute to walking outside, whereas before you weren't going to do it at all, I think that's a huge win. If you are saying, I'm going to go five minutes and I'm going to walk around the block and, and you accomplish that, that is, that is a huge win. I, I don't think we celebrate that enough. I don't think we celebrate ourselves and the things that we accomplish enough. And I'll just tell you that that, that time adds up. And in a few weeks or months, you're going to get up to a point where you're going to be up at 530 in the morning and you're going to be out the door by 545 or 550 and you're going to be moving and walking and, and feeling so much better about yourselves. And according to the research, your, 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 your expected life longevity is going to be positively impacted because your, your risk of heart disease is reduced, your, your risk of high blood pressure is reduced. It, it positively impacts potentially the medications that you take. It positively impacts your just overall health and well-being. I always feel better about myself. I always feel much more positive before I start my day by, by, by exercising. And I, I realize this might seem a little bit of fluff, but the reality is, is that there's there, something magical about what our bodies are supposed to do when it comes to exercise and moving and, and, and walking. And I... I have to tell you, my every time I go to the doctor now, and I, my blood pressure is is normal. Uh, I'm not close to prehypertension. I um, I'm I'm feeling good. It's it it, it makes me feel um, it makes me feel really really good. It makes me feel like I've I, I've taken my exercise and my eating habits to stride, and that I'm prepared for the long term. And so that's that's my final. My own message is prepare for the long term. Doing anything today is going to impact that tomorrow. And it's never too late. It's never too brief. And it's never too late. So thank you for your time. This is Mark Mohammedpour, Chasing the Sun, M-A-R-K-M-O-H on Instagram or Twitter. Have a wonderful day. And we'll chat soon. <laughs>